Welcome to the acclaimed podcast, Deep Dive with Andy and the White Whale. Welcome to the Deep Dive. Happy Monday, Andy. How we doing? Happy Monday, indeed. Uh, the U.S. women moved on, which is good for us. I didn't get my halftime, full-time bet, but them's the break. Soccer's hard. Golf went a little rough. I was afraid to go look back at my stuff. I had Chez Revy ranked fourth in my model, and oh, I didn't bet him any one by a lot. Three, and you bet three, and you bet three players? Number four, you left them on yeah, the Yeah, I bet some... Yeah, well, I didn't. He, those weren't okay. my top. Those weren't my top three. But um, I just, I, I don't know. I just picked some guys out based on some other metrics and their prices, and I skipped. Uh, I skipped Chiz. It's okay. You're learning, you know. You know what, man? Like we're learning. You, on like the you're learning on it's the fun. fly, and it, there's got to be something positive to say about your process. If a guy like Reeby popped and then went on to go and have a hell of a weekend, so um, I think that's still a positive takeaway, even if you can't say okay, okay, I profited this weekend. Um, but, uh, you know what I, you need to do me a favor, turn your notifications for Twitter off. Uh, with the, the, the touting podcast got new life today. Thanks to our buddy, uh, plus EV analytics, uh, giving his two cents on the topic and then kind of allowing everyone else who has an interest in this sort of thing to, to weigh in, which is yeah, great. Laundry list I feel of people like, got involved there. Yeah. And I feel like, you know, 90% of the conversation was pretty useful, pretty you know, pretty progressive and pretty, uh, you know, kind of lots of the key points got illustrated. Um, I definitely felt, I definitely, you know, as soon as we, of course, as soon as we'd done uh, recording that last week, I was immediately like, God damn, I wish we had said X, Y, and Z differently, or wish we had laid out this, this, and this differently. And now in hindsight, I wish we had just gotten right to it instead of screwing around for 10 minutes talking about all kinds of nonsense at the beginning. But it is what it is. I think it was a fine podcast. I really haven't moved off of any of my kind of key thoughts or points on it all. So, um, you know, it's a, it's a fascinating topic and it's a, you know, perfect sort of thing to kind of really get into this yeah. time of year when there's not a lot of sports going on. I like to think I have a pretty open mind. Like yeah. I don't, I try not to, you know, you have to find that balance because you can't be wishy-washy and just let anybody change your mind. You do have to find a good balance, but I try to keep an open mind on most things, especially things that I probably don't fully understand all the, all the angles from. And some people made some good points. I mean, some people made some really good points about, you know, buying, buying one-off picks. You just got to know what you're getting into. I think the biggest thing is you have to bet enough on those to make sure you're not you know the, the more you bet on a play like that the the less that uh, the fee you're paying for it is going to affect the essentially the juice the vig you're paying on it so and i think maybe that's something we missed if you're if you're like a 20 dollar better uh, maybe maybe buying picks really isn't for you because boy that's really jacking up your vig you could be like doubling your vig on some of this stuff depending on what kind of plays you're buying but we won't uh you know we won't rehash that everything there i think maybe it's a it's a case of touting part two next summer when we run out of things to talk about again <laughs> so uh yeah. sweet yeah. yeah let's just let's, let's yeah, let no, the fears die yeah. down and go to something yeah. much 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 less controversial yeah i think a lot of the people who have opinion or whatever space i especially appreciate and, and listen to and value i thought they chimed in in meaningful ways and, and had good kind of additions to the topic so i think it you know we'll leave it at that and um We'll uh, we'll burn some other bridges today. Does that sound like fun? <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah. So as long as we're going to be controversial, uh, we're going to take a blowtorch to uh, the affiliate model today. Uh, and if you're hearing that terminology for the first time and wondering what the hell we're talking about, yeah, let's explain it. Uh, we're going to have to go back to basics here for uh, some of this kind of conceptually, I guess. Um, try to explain it in a way that. Because, you know, again, and this, you know, we're going to, again, we're going to take exactly the same kind of tone and tact we took to the touting discussion, which is that I have conflict of interest. I have done hours and hours of content for sports book review uh, on their platform, on their YouTube page. I love the guys that work there and the guys and gals that work there. They are good friends of mine at this point, and I love creating content with them. And it is fun. 
the entirety of Sportsbook Review exists to help prop up the offshore gaming industry. I mean, like that is how the bills get paid. And really, you know, that's kind of the bottom line of, you know, what's going on with the affiliate model is that, if you know, short of people who have the disposable income and the time and the interest to do this stuff for free, uh, which there are few, uh, they're the entirety of content creation that comes along with the gambling space from people who have, you know, story, interesting stories, uh, actionable angles that they want to talk about, or just kind of, you know, want to cover even the, you know, even the legalese and the nuances of what's happening. Like somebody has to pay the bills. It's, and that is an entirely non-trivial part of all of this because, it's not easy to get traditional advertisers into the media space that covers gambling because there's always kind of been a taboo around this. Like we can't go and really, you know, hardcore, you know, market this podcast to kind of your mom and pop, you know, standard advertisers because they don't necessarily want to do business with what's, you know, kind of conceived, you know, is, is seems like, you know, a, a, a taboo industry, yeah. taboo space. Is that you get that feeling too? If you if I mean, you're if you're listening to this, sponsors. yeah, you're on the edge. You're on the edge, yeah. people. Yeah, we yeah, don't have right. any sponsors. Someday, someday, if you're if you're a sponsor and listening to this, and you have a giant checkbook and whatever, you, I, I'll I'll sling whatever. I don't care. <laughs> I'm kidding. That's that's kind of the whole point of the podcast. But yeah, it it is it is tricky because of the the limitations on like you said, the advertisers that want to be on maybe uh, whether it's a podcast, a website, uh, an article, any maybe an article even behind a paywall. Some of those still have ads. And I guess to break it down, I mean, if, if you don't understand at all what an affiliate model is, I mean, just because it is a little bit of a, it made the, the whole touting thing made us think of this because it's just another thing that has had some, some big fiery conversations conversations on twitter it's halfway controversial and it's just essentially your advertiser is a sports book and you get paid based on how many people you can drive to that sports book and i i do want to kind of touch on some of the the differences because not all affiliate models are are based on the how much those people lose some are some are fully based on you know how much those people lose at those sports books you get a percentage of that there are deals and i know people have deals like this that are just strictly based on signups where all they're doing is getting a fee for every person they can get signed up to a sports book that is one of their sponsors and that's all that's a whole different i think that it, the you know the distinction has to be made there not every not every time you see an ad or hear an ad for a sports book it is like they want me to to, to sign up and lose like, and also, I don't think any of those people want you to just like, God, I hope all the shitty gamblers are listening to me and, and they'll <laughs> sign up and they'll lose. Like, that, that's, you know, that's nobody's goal. But, and I guess we, we talked about this once, just Whale and I off the air, whether it was a DM or we were talking. And I remember saying, like, when you say it that way, it just has such a negative connotation. And this will be like my main defense for the affiliate model. So you say, you know, content creator A, who is a writer or a podcaster or whatever, they have a deal with Sportsbook B and every they get a small cut of everybody they can drive there's losses. That sounds pretty bad. But essentially what you're saying is you're getting a small cut of that Sportsbook's revenue. That's the right. the only way a Sportsbook <laughs> makes money is by some people losing, you know, people betting into it and losing some money. I mean, it, it's it's the negative connotations around saying it one way compared to saying a sportsbook's revenue. It it really does change the whole conversation, and I think we'll get we'll get deeper into that as we go on through here. But I think that that's the main thing for me is just the phrasing. How how you phrase it, you can make it sound really evil, or you can make it sound like, well, that's how the world turns. If these people want to bet, you get enough of them. Eventually, the juice is going to get a good enough portion of it you're gonna get a paycheck i guess yeah 
Yeah. And, uh, you know, you, you can couch it that way too, where you're, you know, if you're effectively capturing a portion of the sports book revenue, then more or less, you know, that's who you work for, right? Like that's, you know, you're, and, and yeah. where that, where that comes into a problem is about in, you know, the incentives aligning in a way that's disadvantaged to the, to the audience. And it, it, it is, um, you know, it's an enormous conflict of interest if, your stated goal as an entity, as a content creation engine, if your stated goal is to provide unbiased accounting and, and, uh, and, you know, news reporting, especially, then the affiliate model becomes really, really, you know, really gets brought into question, right? Because now motives, you know, are, are, you know, okay. And it's worth saying in a space that already motivations are like enormously shaded, you know, you know, uh, it, it, this is a like wild cloak and dagger space. Like we don't really have any idea what a lot of the motivations of people who are just out there with anonymous accounts who are kind of, you know, yeah, what are you writing from? About, what are you writing yeah, behind there, people? Well, yeah, there's there are a lot of uh, of motivations that really we don't have the faintest idea why people want this or this. And, you know, it, it's important to kind of recognize that that exists across the entirety of the space. But for sure, uh, if you are, you know, some sort of content engine and you're, you know, your, you know, existence depends on selling advertising revenue for sports books, that's huge conflict of interest. It's huge. And it's noteworthy that, okay, yeah, the, the, um, couple things I know for sure uh, it is expensive to get players when you are a new sports book or when you are trying to grow your business in the sports you know the sports game in a gaming landscape okay I've heard numbers in New Jersey quoted and it might have been Captain Jack who told us this and I told us it in confidence I feel bad now but I feel like somebody somebody told us that basically like the cost per new player acquisition in New Jersey was something like $700 per player. Like that's what it costs in terms of getting your, uh, you know, getting a new user to come and start playing, you know, sports betting at your sports book. Right. That's, that's, and that's a lot of money. Right. And you expand that to, um, you know, different ways that you get new people to bet in certain places. And now you're talking about big, big, big business. And the, you know, the, for sure, the, um, you know, that right there, that, you know, the, those kind of numbers that you're, you know, you're, you're what people are getting paid to, you know, to drive, you know, users to different, um, books is, you know, is, is something that, you know, it, it makes sense though, intuitively, because who better to advertise on a sports gambling, uh, you know, entity, who who are you targeting when you when you read an ad? Who is the audience? It's it's people who want to go place a bet, right? I mean, like you have this micro focused audience of the perfect person yep. you're targeting, and so the handshake is just as clean as clear as day. And it's not a surprise that you know a lot of the kind of the higher quality, um, you know, if we look to the European model a little bit, a lot of the higher quality, you know, gambling content for you know, tennis, golf, cricket, like it's all very um, cleanly tucked under the sports book operations. Guy like Sean Calvert writes excellent tennis articles. He works for Unibet. Like that is a fundamentally a, uh, you know, a, a, a clean handshake where if you want to go read his blog and read his thoughts on the tennis betting uh, for the day, you are already at the sports book to then go place a wager. And there's links and it's all free. It's all, it's all tidy and it's all clean and it all makes, you know, it, it's a, it's a perfect handshake between the users who are there for, to source information and then are then going to turn around and place a bet with that information. So, you know, we, the, you know, we have, uh, I say we, as people who are in the media space, creating gambling content, like we have a listenership, a readership, whatever, that is exactly targeted uh, you know, the exact target for, you know, these new user acquisitions or, you know, just existing player acquisitions, really, in terms of where to steer people to make bets. And it's kind of this unseen, unspoken kind of hand, you know, hand in the market in terms of where people are, you know, are, are getting action down. And it's powerful and it's valuable. 
and maybe the most perfect example of you know how powerful and valuable this was is we'll go back to the the quote the infamous quote at this point from the old action network ceo do you remember this yeah it was happy fucking birthday or whatever yeah this was this was yeah. literally like and this was this was again kind of a moment of candidness that you don't ever expect in this sort of space and and i'll read the quote because it's wild but at the time the former now action ceo imagine a future in which the company's app allows users to convert in-game gambling advice into a bet at an affiliated sports book in mere seconds this this is the billion dollar business like like literally like gleefully like we are we you know we 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 can aggregate users send them directly to books and take a cut of the action like this this is and this is problematic when it comes to you know being you know having a genuine goal of providing any kind of information that is advantage you know it's quote you know supposedly advantage information would you agree with that yeah and i guess the as i'm sitting here listening to you i've thought about like our progression because you know how long ago would you say we had a conversation with somebody i don't want to name everyone's name i guess that worked on an affiliate model and they kind of changed their mind a little about it as far as just the the layout of things and the reality because at first we you know when when i was first introduced to how that worked i said well that's that's kind of skeezy and i guess it it is but like when you first your head immediately goes to well why wouldn't this person just try to feed me losing picks then well i mean that's counterintuitive to maintaining your audience and thereby converting more people like you still need to probably try to you know curate some decent content and not just be you know nobody's gonna go out of their way and like purposely try to feed their you know feed their listeners readers losing picks like that's asinine that would that would be just as difficult as trying to be a winning like people know that about uh you know hitting 55 60 percent it's just as hard to lose 55 60 percent of the time like i have immediately like once i thought about it i'm like that's an Nine thought, and then I guess you as the listeners just try to think about this. I mean, everybody, maybe not everybody, but a good portion of you, you follow people on Twitter. Maybe you've bought picks. Maybe you read something that you pay for. Maybe you read something that that's free. And do you do you ever bet those those bets? Those tail those people? Yeah, of, you know, of course, everybody's done it. Like, ah, uh, you know, this guy has a good point about the Mets. I'm going to bet the Mets or whatever. Sure. So, you may not even, you know, you may not even you realize know, that you're doing it. You, you may, know, you, you, know, you may not even realize. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, the whole, the whole argument, you know, people say the conflict of interest there is that, you know, this content creator has no incentive to provide you good content because they want you to lose. Well, I mean, in, in real life, there's nobody out there. There's like zero, there may be some weirdo, some weirdo in Sheboygan, who knows, but who in their right mind just sets aside a bankroll, sets up, a, you know, sets up a, an online sports book and only bets one person. They only tail one person. Let's say they're reading articles about the NHL. This guy's an affiliate model guy. He clicks that link. He signs up for that sports book and the only bets he makes for the next you know, five years are the exact bets that that guy provides him. No, I mean, the, the whole model is based on, you know, this person is going to, is a recreational better who's going to make a shitload more bets and over the long run probably come out behind because sports betting super hard and the vigs there to get you. And I mean, that's how it works. So, I mean, essentially this whole thing is premised on just getting a lot of people to sign up. Like yeah. all that, it doesn't matter if they're, yeah. you know, the, the good, if you're really, really good at betting and your, your betting limits and whatnot, they, you know, ends up, you'll probably be limited anyway. Like they have ways around you know, the opposite end of the spectrum. I mean, the, yeah. the end goal of a whole affiliate model is just getting as many people as they can to their book because you take the sum of all those people, they're going to lose. I mean, obviously that's how it works. Sports books are still around. Yeah. Yeah. So I just I just think the whole the, you know the whole argument 
you just kind of have to deconstruct that right away. The whole argument that there's, you know, there's an incentive for someone to like feed you bad information or no incentive yeah. for them to try to provide yeah. quality content is kind of is kind of an ass and maybe somebody will somebody will set me straight on that on twitter i'm sure well no i mean let, let me put my well. let me put my uh let me put my 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 absolutely diabolical like okay let's scheme away to go worst case yeah let's scheme away to make the most amount of money on this right it would be to have someone who has advantage plays in the nfl it would be to have them hit 65% or something over the course of the year, fatten everybody's bankroll, talk up a game that this is a no doubt lock winner on the Super Bowl, and then bankrupt everybody. Right. Like that, like that would be kind of the the um, you know, like the evil genius sort of attempt to kind of get everybody um, you know, get everybody's deposits wiped out, right? Yeah. I mean, that's that's the it, the some somebody who's really trying to shit on affiliate modeling and with you know really the basic the basic uh, argument against it, I guess. But even that's ridiculous. If you want to try because, to boil it down, and make but, it really yeah, yeah no, but, it, it but is even ridiculous. That, but even even that's ridiculous because sixty five percent is ridiculous because we know at the end of the day that margins are much finer than that, and really you're just trying to beat the vig, and really everybody is kind of in the ballpark of you know, 50 to 55% at 50 or 50, really 50 to 53 or 54% even. Uh, and, you know, you can't even go into it with a plan to bank up, bankrupt everyone on the Super Bowl because you don't know what's going to happen, right? There's lots of variability in all of this shit. So, but all that said, I have kind of gone back and forth. Okay, well, what would make, what would make for the best affiliate? Like if I was operating a sports book, like who would I seek out to, uh, you know, to come up to and say, look, hey, man, we need to make a deal. Like, let's let's get an affiliate deal going here. Um, number one, you would want someone with a huge audience. That's a no. That's a no duh, right? Like, the more people you're going to reach, the more earballs and eyeballs you're going to reach. The you know, the more valuable the, those advertising dollars are. Correct. Uh, number two, yeah. I would actually like. I would want people that are relatively well respected and are you know are are advantage players personally. Because I would say, okay, like, you know, I, I want people who are going to do well, who are, you know, good communicators, who are going to, you know, influence people to, to make plays. Because, like, if you, if you get someone who's hot, or, you know, if you get a hot hand even, then that's really going to push the needle even harder for people. I, I, can't, I can't miss out on this. I got to get, you know, I got to get a piece of this. I've listened to this guy on this radio show for five weeks in a row, and he's gone 5-0 every week. Like, I got to get money down on this now, too. Right. Like that's kind of the mentality of the people that they're trying to get in the door. Right. So, you know, I, I would think that like, you know, as the as the bookmaker, you just want as big a canvas as possible. Get as many people in the door as possible through whatever means necessary and then sort them out after the fact. Right. If one out of ten of them is our you know, is, is a re relatively you know strong player with, you know, with, you know, few weaknesses, then fine you know you deal with the deal with them then as a bookmaker the way you would the way that a lot of people do is banning them or limiting them but uh you know you'll you'll be able to tell pretty quickly from betting patterns whether you know who, who you're dealing with i would guess um and so yeah i would just say like you know that that's kind of you know always been a little bit at odds with one of the arguments i hear which is like why would a sports book partner with someone who actually is a good player no that that i i get it i get why they would like, I don't think it's a disqualifying, um, you know, I don't think it's a disqualifying uh, statement. If you are affiliated, it does not mean you are a losing better and they are partnered with you because of that. Does that make sense? Yeah, and just back to what I said about nobody out there is a big enough weirdo to just <laughs> only tail one person, never make their own bets and only That's make that guy's point. bets. At the That's same time, point. it's well, at the same time, it goes the other way. That same person isn't gonna tail every good bet that that place person makes either. Like that guy, you know, people people go in ebbs and flows about what they bet and who they're following, and they might miss out on a bunch of winners. You know, you go back yeah. to Calvert. Calvert's hit some some nice long shots on some He's tennis outrights. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm sure some people just said, 
Oh, the hell with that. I'm not betting, you know, Eisner 101. Yeah, of course. Eisner, of God. course. I cannot Eisner. get I cannot say his name. I do it. Big I do it on the tennis podcast. Chisner, He's man. Like my favorite American. Chisner. Chisner. Oh my God. Um yeah, he it's hit like a nervous he hit a, he, hit a uh, he hit a team seventy five to one in the Indian Wells this year too. He's he, he's had a couple of beauties. Um, Sunshine double, Reed nice. Sean Calvert. Um, anyway, uh, so I I personally I don't find it disqualifying because like exactly like you said, and I forgot to bring that up. Like if you have someone who's a good NFL handicapper and they're providing good information and it's getting people in the door to bet those plays or you know just to be part of the part of the fun, like. Yeah, if they do well in months of September and October, guess what? The next thing you know, they're at like their office computer betting on like the Maui Invitational, like seven versus eight matchup on you know on the Wednesday before Thanksgiving, and they have no business betting that, right? But you've kind of given them the taste, you've kind of awoken some kind of demon in these people, and then next thing you know, they're giving it back betting, you know. Champions League, which they have no business betting, or you know, hockey season rolls around. I'm going to swing at this because I think I know this because I Women's World Cup, (laughs) draft props. Yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you know, so I I definitely see that, like you know, like you know, the the long game is just get people in the door, and the more you know, the more volume you have as a sports book, especially as a retail book, the better you're going to do because you're. Every single bet that's placed in the book, you're effectively betting plus one time. And that's all there is to it. And over the long run, you're going to collect exactly as much as proportional to your handle, likely. If you're doing business the right way, that's exactly how it'll go. So it's, you know, it literally is just about user acquisition, which makes sense of why, like, you know, a place like Barstool, you know, makes a deal with like points bet and they have like the live stream showing like the bad beats during, you know, the Big East tournament. Like that was absolutely phenomenal advertising. Like I can't, I can't even imagine a more effective way to get your brand out there than to reach all you know twenty something year old dudes you know who are you know watching Big East tournament and also watching the barstool stream like oh points bet what's that well, and that, I'm yeah, that's that the thing that, you know that like points, that's, points yeah it's no 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 brainer and points bet isn't looking at that saying hey uh, the people who listen to barstool uh, excuse me barstool are probably shitty betters they're looking at that saying. There's a ton of people that listen and watch Barstool's content. Like, just it's just a numbers game. Like, it's it, just like almost anything sure. else. Anything else in sales, it's a numbers game. It is. It is highly. Ew. I saw it in the office once, and I've worked <laughs> closely with some sales managers in my life. But it is very expensive to to sign up new customers, and you have to be efficient. And it, it's a reality. Like you're you're always going to re- lose customers. You're always going to lose whether people just take their business elsewhere, stop betting, die, God forsake. Maybe they move into a you know a jurisdiction where they can do it onshore. But the, you know these offshores, like they're going to lose customers, and it's the cost of doing business is finding new ones. And the you know you have to be efficient with that marketing budget. I guess this is this is. I mean, can you name what is another way that that offshores, onshores doesn't matter? Do you think this is the biggest way they get customers? Is there anything th- else that's even close? No, I think it's probably I mean, ninety nine ninety nine percent of their new acquis new customer acquisition. Yeah, comes and that's why I think we thought it was this, worth talking this, about this model, because this sure. is how they sign people up. Yeah, it's, for it's, sure. good. For it's sure. good to know what you're getting into, even though I I think, uh, I guess touching on like, you know, how is this information useful? Or are we just blathering on about no, no, something no, no, that no, happens? No, because no, 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 I think, couple, I think the couple information is useful because don't, yeah, don't let this, yeah, don't yeah. let this decide what book you're using. And actually, and, and also don't, don't let this deter you from a book just because somebody advertises for it. And there's a link on their on their content. Like, do the research, figure out, you know, talk to people. Got talk to somebody who who's always posting lines from different books because you know that I I know a bunch of guys who have just they have a you know they have an account on every offshore. Like they know a lot about like again we'll throw out Joey Knish's name because that guy has like two accounts in every offshore. Like if if you ever have a question, go bother him. He always has time for some <laughs> dumb DMs. I, I feel bad now. Like people are gonna bother him, but, but no, he he likes getting <laughs> stupid questions. But uh, 
no, like get to know get to know the sports book because there are like there's sports books I do not use right now, but I will absolutely fire them up once the NFL comes around. Like the, every sports book has its pros and cons, and you know, base base where you're depositing your money at on that. Ask yeah. some questions, talk to their customer service, talk to people who are using it. Like don't just don't just decide to use a sports book because your your favorite content guy has has a link there. Yeah, that's a great point. Because there are some shitty ones. Yeah, I'm not, right. I'm not here um, to say which one's which, but that's a good pivot. Books. That's a good pivot into sportsbook uh, review, I think. And I want to talk about them a little bit. Again, I'll mention like I've done a lot of videos for them. Uh, I've never been paid by them uh, because I actually refused payment. I said I'm dude. I I like doing it for, uh, you know, for the. You know, because I enjoy it, and because you know, I, I look at it as I'm still complicit. Though it's true, I got my, my I got blood on my hands. I can tell. I I, I feel it. I, I'm up late at night thinking about this. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, it's sport, sports, but sports book review, like it, it's all of this is on a spectrum. Like, there's a lot of good that comes out of that. That website is freaking. The forum has fantastic information. We were going back and forth about a really freaking amazing post that I read today that I used to uh, go back over my previous NFL and NBA seasons and calculate Z scores. Like I needed that information and I, that was the perfect repository for it because there's nuggets and gems all throughout that forum. On top of that, like the, you're, you know, in this unregulated offshore space, if you have an issue with the sports book, I've told hundreds of people this, like, hey, I'm not getting paid by this by this book. What do I do? Or like, hey, this ticket didn't get resolved effectively. What do I do? Like, the most obvious and easy thing is go to Sportsbook Review and put in a complaint, and that stuff gets resolved so fast, like so fast. Like the reputation that a part that comes along with that site, I think, is legit. And other you know people will probably point to. Uh, how could you say that? Look with this grade that they gave this book. And, you know, this book is obviously, you know, practices limiting betters and they get an A there. And yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I know that it's not a perfect system, but in this completely wild west that we exist in, like that's it's pretty damn good. And it's, you know, it's the best recourse for a lot of players in terms of getting issues resolved, in my opinion. Um, but just know that the entirety of, you know, kind of their business model revolves around affiliate dollars. Uh, and you know, it's, it doesn't mean that the content isn't good. It doesn't mean that the, you know, that the site doesn't have a ton of utility and value to a sports better, especially someone who's new in the space. Uh, it just, you know, it is what it is. And you just have to understand, you know, where the money comes from and that that drives a lot of parts of this industry that, you know, and, you know, it, and it really only kind of surfaces its ugly head, in my opinion, when it's like kind of in a predatory manner, like the quote from the Action Network CEO guy, guy frothing over, you know, the billions of dollars of losses he's going to collect because of this untapped, you know, this this untapped market that's going to explode. You know, like that's not a it's not a good thing, like to be so gleeful about such a predatory practice. Um, but that said, it, it is what it is, and you know, this is kind of capitalism. So what all you know, what are you going to do? So you know, it's it's a uh, it, it's a very uh, it's a very tricky issue for sure. Just like touting. So why we decided to do this on a Monday again, I don't really know, but whatever. Um, you know, but I think because it's the middle of fucking summer, and we, we can't sit and talk. Like we're, we yeah. can't sit and talk about the knockouts of the World Cup. Like it's it's fun, but we just don't. We, you know, I'm doing all the research I can to try to get some decent bets on it, but it's still not our area of expertise, and it's That's just right. something I think people people. Have a, I've, we've had questions about this. Like, it's people, yeah, for sure. People yeah. want to know what the fuck is going on. And if you and if you want to calculate your Z score for your uh, your winning season in some sport and have some understanding of whether it was luck or skill, uh, DM me and I will send you the amazing forum link uh, to that article that that very very succinctly describes how you calculate variance, how you calculate standard deviation so that you can then compute your Z score and have some sense semblance of understanding of whether you were lucky or skilled uh, in your sports betting picks over the some winning season where you had plus, you know, plus uh, plus odds, you'll you'll have some understanding. So anyway, uh, without that's that's way too boring for a podcast though. So let's uh, let's make let's let's get into the dirt a little bit then. Um, what 
uh, you know, the, 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 the CLV discussion last week was fascinating on gambling Twitter, the touting thing that's been going on that we've kind of chimed in on has been fascinating, but the back and forth this weekend, uh, between and the Seville crew. I yeah. yeah. And I hate to go like talk about something live, but right now I'm, I would be lying if I didn't say I didn't like actively check Twitter while we're podcasting because I need the news immediately, especially why whale is going off on one of his tangents. <laughs> but right now we have maybe, maybe something that will trump everything. The touting conversation, the CLV conversation, everything. We've got Rufus Peabody and Tweety Dimes arguing about math. And oh, it is, no. It's, oh, it's no. the content I need in my life right now. It is, <laughs> it is so like, – it's only a few posts long, but oh it, is, it is stellar. <laughs> like, and oh, I, and I love – God bless Tweety, Tweety Dimes, uh, Hall of Fame, Hall of oh. Fame content guy. <laughs> Because I just never know what that guy's gonna say, but the the math the math argument is just killing me right now, and I'm like, but yeah, back to the the COV thing was see it's heated, and I think like I like I posited at the beginning of the episode, I try to keep my mind open to things. When we first discovered like just how predictive CLV was in the NFL, I you know I broadly painted that across everything i said well this is gospel i'm joining this church but i think over you know we did find out and not to go off on a completely different topic but we, we did find out like it's clv is not important in some markets like it's yeah. not important closing lines are not predictive in some markets a market does have to be i just want to go on the record saying this like and there were some good points made and some people said this exact thing but a market does need to be pretty liquid and it has to have a you know a lot of information via wagers pushed into it for the closing line to be predictive. I think that's a, I mean, that's a function. The more, the more information via bets you get into a market, the more, the more accurate, the more predictive that closing line will be and the more it moves towards efficiency and the more CLV matters where if you get huge CLV on like a prop or a niche market, or you're betting soft openers, like I, it's just not nearly as important and predictive as getting it in the long term on, say, like betting, you know, 500 baseball MLB games a year. Like there, there was, that was, I thought that was a great conversation. A lot of people made a lot of good points and a lot of people made terrible points, but those are fun to read too. Yeah. The other point about that <laughs> that I wanted to interject on the CLV thing was it also is not the you know, there, there are also, there is always something that the market is not capturing and you could be very well betting into closing lines and be on plus EV better, right? Like that, like it, it is not, it is a good indication that you're on the right track if you can beat the market, right? It is a good indication that you have an originating line that is sharper than the book opens. Uh, if you are on the plus CLV, uh, you know, sheet over the course of a season, that's a great indication. And, and in NFL, especially, I feel like it's like, it's, I'm, you know, we go to, the, we're, we're, we're fully, you know, fully up on our membership to the church of CLV. Uh, you know, we're level, level nine thetans in the church of CLV at this point for the NFL, especially, but I will say, you know, I think, I guess I think plus EV made this point as well, which was based that you don't have to, you know, there are other ways to do it. It's, you know, even though it is an important indication, like you can bet into closing lines and still be plus EV wagers. Like that's the thing. So anyway, even in efficient markets, but that's a discussion for another day. We're talking about affiliates Back and I want to the affiliate. Yeah. And, and really this conversation that bubbled up all spurred by kind of a flippant tweet by some guy who I had never heard of before, but covers boxing for Showtime and writes for some, some website that I never frequent, but that is kind of covering the growing uh, legal gambling space in the United States. And it was more or less like, Oh, like the, offshores are would never would never be this you know this good or, or you know or true or 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 work this hard to protect their customers you know i mean it was very dismissive and and um you know a very uh, uh casually dis, you know casually characterizing the offshores as just criminal enterprises which is <clears throat> which is an unmistakable message that you get across a certain part of the gambling news landscape i have to say and it's worth exploring this in a little detail because it ignites 
the interesting parts of gambling Twitter every time it get, you know, that it goes in this direction. Uh, and it's, and I, and it all kind of revolves around the competition between the various places you place bets. If, uh, if I wanted to get a bet down in North America, what, what, what could I do? What are my choices? Well, it depends what state you live in, because there's a bunch where you can place legal wagers at onshores. There is a shitload of offshores. You can get real sneaky, set up a VPN and all that, and get onto some of the European books the way people do. Or you can get a local bookie, I suppose. There's plenty of those. I used to use one. Okay. So I can bet with my bookie. He was really bad at being a bookie, though. (laughs) He doesn't do it anymore. So I can so I can bet with my book I can bet with my bookie. Uh, but what's my I mean what is that what is my local bookie doing though? Like he yeah, he sets me up with an account because I want to bet on my mobile phone, right? Like he, oh, he yeah. sets so me up with paper, like, like that, how, you know the paperhead skins. How, how does that how does that work? Yeah, and if anybody out there doesn't like understand what those are, like those are just you know, those are websites that the locals use. Whenever you see one of those skins, whenever you see someone post a betting ticket and it, it doesn't look like any offshore you've ever bet at, and most likely it's just one of those one of those paperhead skins where it's a website that the bookies use, and you're not actually betting real money on the website. It's all for fun, just down there, and then you settle up in real life. Okay, so the paperhead 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 meaning pay per user, right? So the yes. local bookie is effectively splitting his vig with whoever is operating the 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 website right yeah and yeah no they they provide is, a service to that local who who is out so they don't have to website. sit there you know the local doesn't want to, have to you know in the old days they would have to sit and answer the phone and write things down in a notebook or you know as technology progressed the local would have to sit there and take a shitload of texts or calls still and yeah you know emails god who knows what and some and of them might still keep be track of all this no, i have no idea yeah oh no for sure there are yeah but um the paper the paperhead website allows the local bookie to use a website like that to uh, keep track of what his clients are betting and then usually a lot of them will have a you know settle up dollar whether you're up a grand or down a grand or whatever they set it at that's when it's time to settle up or a day yep. that you settle up yep okay and then how does that how, how do the odds get on the screen like where do they come from because i mean my bookies my local bookies not uh he's not moving numbers for me is he no right it's basically all mirrored off of a book like pinnacle or a book like bookmaker would you say that's that's fair yeah i think a lot of them are bookmaker i know sportsbook.ag which is a book I talk about quite a bit and who I still don't think is accepting new clients, which is weird, but uh, <laughs> it's kind of an old school book. And I know, I know there are skins that based off that, but yeah, all these, they're just scraping their, scraping their odds from one of the offshores. So essentially you're betting the same odds as some offshore somewhere. It's yeah, hard to and tell. And eventually, like if, if you do enough, if you do enough research or you dig around a little, you can pretty quickly figure out which odds you're betting into. Which I'm now, sure it's using. Okay, now if I have a if I have an advantage play, and I want to get down at a local bookmaker, but I want to bet bigger than I'm allowed to there. Now I get like let's say five, six, seven, ten, twenty accounts across the United States with other local bookmakers, and I put that same bet in a smaller increments across all of these books. Right? Is that now now mm-hmm. instead of getting down? 500 on a game i can get down 5000 or i can get on a prop you know on something that's that's relatively tough to get a big wager down if i went directly to bookmaker.eu and said hey will you take $5000 on this prop they would probably say no or you know or they would say we'll take 500 and then you can rebet it after we move the line you know what i mean like that's that's something that i've you know experienced before there and that that's not surprising for you know props in places where they're soft right like that's fine um, and they, but but I could potentially go across a bunch of different local bookmakers all across the country and get bets down across all these books, and and uh, it would be tough to kind of um, it would be tough to identify that, right? Like you wouldn't necessarily know it's happening because it's not lighting yeah. up the screen. It's not lighting up the screen, and really, what I'm describing. Did we talk about whole, that one time on on short, yeah. or on screen off screen? We talked about like it with when you ever a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. We, we did, yeah. When when someone says off screen, 
Like that's yeah, right. So if I'm so if I'm betting happening. so if I'm betting the same bet at at uh, twenty different bookmakers all across the country at the same time with the same lines that are actually bookmaker lines, uh, and I'm diffusing it that way so that it doesn't get picked up. Um, it, it number one, even if it effectively is the same as a limit bet at bookmaker that would move the line, because I've done it in this sort of roundabout way, I'm effectively not uh, not being seen. Would you agree with that? Yeah, it's it's easier to slip that through, I guess. Okay, why I, why would I why would I, I not? I don't know that. I, I mean, that's just that's just you know I've. Obviously, I'm not doing that, but I I'm mean, not from people I talk to, that's, that, you know, that's a way to, I mean, keep off the radar. And I did, I did speak with somebody about that today, like somebody who I talk to a lot, who just thinks some of the people, uh, you know, in the space are just, he doesn't quite understand what they're doing with the, you know, being loudmouthed and really shooting off and you know, trying to get noticed and things, I guess, geez, it's kind of obvious what I'm talking about here, but, you know, as, as far as when, when you are trying to move big amounts of money, sometimes you do need to, like, keeping it low-key kind of is best bets, like, keeping keeping your big bets disguised, I don't know, kind of, how did we get onto this? Well, I'm, I'm going, because so I'm, I'm, no, 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 no. This, this, this all ties into, this all ties into why, why, like, the, like, like, what I kind of, personally i think is like effectively going to play out as a more or less a, a war unless they come up with some you know reasonable way to move the offshore markets into kind of a legal you know legal legal space but it doesn't seem like there's motivation to do that and i don't even know if the people who are in charge of our government at this point are capable or understand any of this so it's the more likely scenario is that there's just going to be a war between because there's competition these new legal markets in the United States are opening and they're competing for the exact same dollars that are being wagered at these, um, you know, at the paperheads or that are being wagered offshore. Like we take our bets and we bet, we bet them offshore. We are not legally protected to collect that money. If we win the best recourse we have is a place like Sportsbook guys where we can go file a complaint if we're not getting paid like that, like all of that is a very fragile ecosystem to be trying to place advantage plays on and, you know, kind of make, uh, you know, make a living doing this. If I was trying to do this professionally, right? You you agree with all that? Yeah, and much, and I do think much, you know I I made fun of I made fun of gambling Twitter, you know, being a little our dirty little sewer. But again, another benefit, and we've brought up many benefits of social media and just being in the space, being halfway connected, was I can't think of the name of the book, nor will I mention it because it's kind of good news, bad news. But again, Joey Kanish, our guy. He had some trouble with a book, and he just put a, put them the fuck on blast on on Twitter, and it got retweeted. It got a lot of traction, and boom, they resolved things. Like, yeah, I don't think you should have to public. Yeah, I don't think you should have to publicly shame a book, and I'm sure, like people at that sports book are going to be very careful about doing shit like that again because you don't want a bad reputation. Again, we go back to the crux of this whole conversation getting people to work or getting people to sign up at your sports book is the a number one problem the a number one problem to being profitable you just need a lot of people using your sports book and bad pr is not the way to do that well so, bad pr is a good way to lose the people you have really yeah no that's right. a good I mean, way like, to go like, retain, go in reverse, like, re like like yeah right yeah. Like, you're trying and to that's what i think like a got. book like that yeah. if after they get put on put on blast a little like that and and uh, credit to them again. I, I'm not only mentioning not mentioning them because of you know I don't I'm not getting paid for them. I'm not going to give them credit, but also I can't remember who it was. I don't but uh, you know they, they went they went and fixed the problem. So credit to that sports book, and that's what should be happening. I mean, customer service is super important, and you know there there are points to be made about that. Like it is true. You put your money into an offshore, who knows? It's shit's not super. I mean, it's kind of a gray area as far as the legality of it. Yeah. And I've lost, there's I've no lost guarantee. You know? uh, yeah. I've lost. Oh, for sure. Captain, Captain yeah, Jack told there's us no the guarantee, story about and that's, losing that's, money. That's, yeah. We, we, they, oh, these these yeah. are these are And that's another thing. Going back to my point. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, my, my point about uh, picking your sports book based on, you know, which one. That's uh, 
big part of picking one. Like, don't go signing up at some sports book with a really sketchy, you know, recent reputation about paying people out. Maybe talk to someone you know that uses it and ask how their, their payoff structure is gone. And another topic we'll touch on soon is probably using using cryptocurrency to catch in and out because yes. i mean anybody who's anybody who's ever bitched about getting money out of a sports book or having problem depositing into a sports book they're not if using they're Bitcoin. using credit cards and getting checks you know they need to be switching like easy, easy fix again, to that easy like like, like super fucking easy easy fix, easy fix. and we are not here to tell you how to invest your money. We are not going to no. do a, a Bitcoin episode about like investing in Bitcoin. But we are strong proponents of cryptocurrency being a really good way to move money around in this space. Is an and A plus use case. Yes. Moving, moving yes. bankroll around, getting winnings out, securely depositing, all of those things. You know, the, the, it, it, it is a per, it is a A plus use case for Bitcoin for sure. But. I just wanted to frame kind of how I see getting a bet down now for someone who's betting in the United States. Uh, I mean, if you're in Canada, obviously you have access to something like Pinnacle or Bet365. You can actually get into the the sharp or and or retail books across the pond, which maybe gets you you know you know much much cleaner, much more kind of. Uh, much safer, really. I guess safe is kind of the idea here. Like, there's not a, a low likelihood that you're going to get, you know, your um, your account. Uh, you're not going to get your account limited at uh, Pinnacle, and you're not going to, you know, they're not going to not pay you at three six five, presumably. Um, but you know, it's it's this is all kind of um, setting the stage here of okay, there's competition now. There's now legal shops in New Jersey that want your business. They want you to make wagers with them. They don't want you to use your local bookmaker. They don't, which, and, you know, I'm, I painted the picture about off screen because, you know, that's kind of how the pie is divided now. Before there were legal books in the United States besides Nevada, the pie was divided pretty, uh, you know, pretty, uh, it was actually really wasn't, I guess it was divided. I, it was divided between the paperheads and the local bookmaker who were, who were operated by the local bookmakers in the United States, as well as the, the kind of the well-known um, outs in the offshore industry. And now that there's a new third way to do this, placing legal bets at sports books in New Jersey or other States where it's legal now uh, there's competition and it is pretty clear and obvious that um, if you can be an advocate for legal bookmaking in the United States and you want to drive users in that direction, keep them from using offshore books, keep them from using the other alternatives, then it is in your, you know, you are incentivized to create a narrative that the betting offshore is illegal, that betting offshore is dangerous that you won't get treated well as a player. We are you are literally trying to turn the spigot off so that people who are currently using them, you're trying to basically the exact scenario we laid out about the reputation thing. You know, you're trying to you you have you're incentivized to try to convince people to stop playing there and to play at these legal books. And that is a that is something that seems like there are media entities that are covering quote unquote gambling news uh, who very calculatedly raced out and grabbed a lot of uh, the most well-searched uh, website addresses, have search engine optimized their uh, their websites in a way that if you gamble, you want to, you, you Google uh, New Jersey gaming, New Jersey gambling, sports betting, New Jersey, sports betting, you know, Delaware, sports betting, Pennsylvania, like you are effectively directed via Google to these affiliate websites, which help create, you know, which are more or less creating a narrative of the offshore gambling world is dangerous and illegal, and you better come and bet here at this sports book in New Jersey that's legal. And oh, by the way, here's our affiliate code for your first deposit, which will match 50% with our 25 cent lines. Yes, exactly. With our 25 cent lines. Exactly. Exactly. And this is something that you need to know is going on if you're out there consuming gambling media, because for sure, whether or not you know it, like this kind of the undercurrent of this messaging of, you know, what's legal, what's not, is for sure going to kind of permeate the public consciousness, don't you think? Yeah. 
for sure. I might do that. You know, I always say like I'm never gonna talk shit or promote a book, but maybe I should just. I'm gonna do like short reviews of all the books I use because maybe that'll be halfway useful information. Because every book has its pros and cons. I use. I think I have ten different accounts, and I use all of them at some point in the year. Like some are just better at some things, and some are god awful at some. Like, yeah, you want an early line on college basketball? basketball. You want an early line on college basketball? Guess what? You're going to get it right here. You want uh, you want to bet in uh, in you want to bet in Bitcoin instead of you US dollars. Points? You can only do it certain yeah. places. Yeah. yeah, Bitcoin is Bitcoin is growing from three thousand. You want to bet teasers at a, yeah. at a yeah. decent rate? Yeah, right. This yeah. is this is your spot to it. Absolutely agreed. There are pluses and advantages. You want there, yeah, there are yeah, you want golf out rates? There yes. they are. Yeah, no, it's it's a good it's a good idea, and you know, I think we are uniquely qualified. I keep saying that uniquely, but it's not true. Like we are qualified to give that, we're not that unbiased. Unique. We're not that unique at all. We're, but we're, we are we're qualified we, we, and we're right, willing. Right, right. we've only we're ever the only the, the only dollar we've ever accepted as Deep Dive Media LLC was an affiliate deal from TVG. By the way. Um, we got it. We, we did a sponsor. I did a sponsor. I did a sponsor tweet. Well, it wasn't an affiliate deal, but it was right. I, I mean, it was, it was, I'm serious. It's gonna go I know I have to, it's, it's I know I gotta, I gotta open us a bank account. We're like an official <laughs> company now. Yeah. Yeah. No, we've done one. We've done one piece to, of paid advertising actually, I, and it I, was, it was a horse racing. It was, but, and, and at the time, like, and I the reason like I haven't opened a bank account or having a meeting right on the air here <laughs> is because I need your social security. Oh, okay, okay, so okay. Let's let's do that off. Just air. I have okay. a pen here. Just give me that quick. <laughs> we can edit that. that. Let's do that off. <laughs> um, okay, so yeah, but oh, you know, I mean, it, it, <laughs> what are you afraid? Someone's gonna, you know. Um, okay, so. No, but you know, so we we have you know we've we've done it once. We did it as kind of a flagship sort of not flight not flagship, but like we did it as like a trial balloon sort of experience. What do we move the needle? Will people do this? It's a paramutual system, so it's not really like we're promoting like a specific book. It's kind of all going into the pot. This is you know I use it already, so I don't feel bad you know promoting it. Like like there was a lot of you know kind of soul searching we went through before we ended up doing that, and it was a it was a very worthwhile experience to learn and understand better. And it and you know it's it's pretty obvious through the connections we made in the in the advertising and marketing space that like if we want to monetize any of this kind of content that we're creating on the website on the podcast anywhere, it's via mechanisms like that that because our audience is so micro um, specific and likes to bet on sports and they are the you know the target for uh, you know for new user acquisition in the gambling space period. Like no, no, we're no, we're not gonna, you know, no one, no one's interested in having to sell, you know, uh, you know, uh, you know, Tommy John underwear or you know, movement watches. Like that's not a thing that we're ever that really gonna get a phone call about. Um, you know, so it's 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 funny. It's funny how that works. Um, but uh, you know, so but you know, think about where your information is coming from and who's incentivized uh, to send, you know, or or the people that you're hearing from. Be a um, smart you know, consumer. What, be a smart consumer. Exactly. Why, why do these people care about, you know, this perception that offshore gaming is illegal? Well, they, they have skin in the game. They want to make sure those books on the offshore space stay open. Their livelihood depends on it. Like this is not that complicated at all. And like, and on the other side of the war here is an effort to kind of sway public opinion that doing this in the offshore space is illegal and you should go open your account at the shop down the street. And that's, that's that. Like, th like th those are your competing sides in this discussion, this argument. And, you know, uh, you know, people have different motivations for different reasons, something you should always try to evaluate and think hard about uh, when you're consuming anything in the content in the gambling space, because, you know, 99.9% .9 of it, people are just trying to get your money. Uh, so keep that in mind. I think we covered that fairly. What and do you think? Yeah, we did. And, and I will say too, like, you know, fuck it. If there's somebody you really trust and and you really like their content, because there are, I know, at least over one handful of people who are on affiliate deals, who write great content, who put out great information, who try, who care, who legitimately have edges in in certain markets. You know, fuck it. Click on their link. Like that's, yeah. how they, that's how they're getting paid like that's essentially that's just supporting somebody like if you're gonna sign up in a book anyway might as well click it i don't care yeah 
Okay. Um, one thing I wanted to end this podcast on because we brought up, we brought, we, we dragged uh, Action Network into this um, and we've been, you know, tough on them lately. Yeah, kissing, and, kissing that one goodbye. Jeez, we're just yeah. burning through sponsors. Well, actually, Movement, I, but, but Action I, Network. <laughs> um, no, I want to, I want to, there was something I've been dying. Do you want to shit on I've anyone been, else? No, there's something I've been dying to talk about because it kind of, I was thinking about it during the Revelsh nonsense. I was thinking about it during other uh, experiences, but like, but like, you know the the they replaced that CEO. Presumably, they've kind of pivoted their you know what their focus is, and you know that. But I I still don't agree with them selling you know bet percentages as some sort of secret sauce to make you a winning better like that. I find that laughable. Um, but and but I want to say a couple things that are that are positive about them because it's not all negative over there. Uh, we have some people who write you know they they have the makings for like the athletic kind of a model where you have people who do care a lot and who are very, very good at, you know, writing and, you know, people that we've had on this podcast, the Lockies, the Collins guys that I, who, again, whose opinions I very much respect and I would read what they're writing. Those wherever the guys, they were right. yeah, yeah, I, I will seek out, I will seek out what they, the articles they were writing and I will read it regardless of where, where, where it is, you know, where it is published and, and what are, what are the affiliations there, there in. But uh, I also want to kind of give them a pat on the back, the Action Network, for the app itself. Like, it is a very, very impressive piece of tech. It is. And my experience, you know, I've been posting pics on there going now two years and change. I think I started two years ago. I started posting NBA pics there. Um, and it's a, that, that they built a piece of tech that is very, very, uh, that, that was high-minded, good intentions. Uh, and, you know, the, the, when you are kind of a featured user there, like clearly they, um, you know, they go above and beyond to make sure that you're not doing shady shit about units and about, uh, you know, uh, you know, lines, now, things like that. Last week. No, that's always been that way. And in fact, and to be honest with you, like when I first started using it, like it drove me crazy. And like, I was like, oh man, these guys are Nazis. Like they're not letting me change odds on the, like, like, like it used to be very, very, very tough uh, about, you know, trying to maintain a sense of integrity when it came to record keeping and, and picking uh, games. And I, I applaud them for that. It was, it's a, it's a very, very worthwhile tool for, um, you know, for keeping track of your plays in, in play uh, and over the course of, you know, certain sample sizes, uh, it there, you know, I wish it was still free to kind of break down your, you know, performance by, you know, various uh, sports and time periods and, and types of plays so that you could, you know, learn better from your history, what what's working, what's not. Um, but uh, they do it. They do a very good job of keeping things on the up and up, I feel like, from the tech side of things. And so I just kind of want to give them a bit of a pat on the back on, on that regard, because uh, it's been a fascinating experience being able to put picks on on there. And um, I don't think it's necessarily been, uh, you know, a, 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 I don't think that it's been a two way street. I haven't done a very good job of promoting them at all. Uh, and I don't think anyone has found my content. Uh, seeing me picking picks on there uh and you know but it's but it, and it's fascinating like there's like a there's a couple of interesting um kind of psychological things i've learned about myself as a sports better via using that tool and i've grown and become sh stronger as a player from you know going through the stuff i've gone through there uh and so i you know i mean i do owe them a debt of gratitude in that regard and it's mostly based on the fact that it's just a very nice piece of technology uh and it just should be you should be wielded more cautiously i suppose and and presumably the new folks that they have in charge there will will take them in that direction as opposed to the this is the golden goose that's going to print us eight billion dollars so did they pay you to say that no 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 this is uh, this is know, a user experience. Out. Yeah, <laughs> no, no, it's a, it's a, you know, it's a nice piece of tech. It is, and it's they like I said, they, well, they did a they did a decent job of trying to make it. This uh, was make this it got weird. 
Like okay. we, we really got off on some tangents. No, I okay. agree with Maybe you. Maybe I'll cut all that. But we we kind of uh, we no no we don't have to cut any of that. I'm just saying like we we uh, we rambled, which is fun sometimes. No, it's but fun I think to get all this off our chest. Well, there's and, and like we said, there's not a lot of sports going on right now. We don't know shit about baseball. We're bringing in a baseball guy though because we don't. So uh, <laughs> yes. no, it was fun. It was a lot of fun. Yes. Yes. And I, I mean, I think, and I, and the key takeaway really is just understand the motivations of the people who are, uh, you know, understand the motivations of the people who are producing content that you're reading, that you're listening to, that you're watching on TV, you're watching on YouTube. Well, yeah. Um, you treat know, signing and, up like a book to a book. Yeah. Treat signing up with this new sports book. Like you should be treating, making a new bed, do your research, make sure you're, make sure it's a, a good move. Yeah, right, not right. not just uh, because some guy you started following that week says it's a good sports book, yeah. you know. Yeah. Be a savvy consumer. Yeah, be a savvy consumer. Be smarter. Be sharper. Think about whose motivations are what. Quit, quit being a dummy. Yeah, yeah. Use this off season before football rolls around and before you know a whole wave of new inexperienced players comes in behind you that aren't haven't listened to these podcasts you know they don't understand this stuff and you'll have an advantage over them presumably so sound good let's talk baseball adam burke on uh wednesday give away the good surprise but yeah adam burke great maybe one of the first people i ever listened to on a gambling podcast with his uh banging the book Love it, love, love his content. So it'll love be a lot his, of fun. Love He's his knowledge. Super well spoken. Yeah, love He's his knowledge and understanding guy. of uh, of baseball. Um, supports the supports the good work of our friend Kelly in the in the in the tennis handicapping space. So a lot of nothing but good things to say about Adam, and can't wait to talk to him about baseball. So it's going to be fun. Long time coming. This one, I've been we t- we talked to Adam for a while. Uh, and uh, he's kind of one of the OGs in, in this podcasting, gambling podcasting world. And uh, I definitely uh, kind of appreciate what he's been able to build from scratch with uh, with what he's done. So it'll be a lot of fun. All right. Should we wrap? Mr. Whale, until Wednesday. Okay. All right, man. Take it easy. Best of luck. <laughs>